I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be when away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried ship a Well, once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you this time. Brother Munn speaking. Our program here called The Mariner's Call. This old Mariner calling out all to those around the world, all to the stations, the listeners, uh, the stations that air our program and the listeners that's there. God bless you for just being there. And uh, we want to take, and at this particular time, the book of Psalms, Psalm 121, for our thought uh, for this uh, usually weekend period of time. Uh, something that might encourage you, build you, as we think about God, how good God is. There's many things about the nature of God that we could talk about. God is holy. Uh, God, God, God is just. God is powerful. But here in our text, it gets very personal. I mean, a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, all oh, such a wonderful thing. And you get that by understanding some things about God. Oh, at one particular time, Jesus said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. I want to learn some things about God and see how he works. And as I find these things out, oh, it's such a blessing to my heart. Hey, if ever we can ever be a blessing to you, please be sure to correspond with us. You can do so. You can go straight to our website there. It's just FOMM dot O-R-G, F-O-M-M dot O-R-G. That'll bring you directly to us here at Fishers of Men Ministries International. You can even pick up our programs now through podcast. Uh, all that little square box. Well, it's not square. It's a rectangle box that you can put in your hand. A little computer right in your hand. You can pick up Brother Mon any time of the day upon your choosing there. Psalm 121. Psalm 121, verse 5. Let's go all the way back up to verse 3. It says, He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. Did you hear the word that I kind of emphasized a little bit? Yeah, verse 3, he that keepeth thee. Uh, verse 4, he that keepeth Israel. Verse 5, the Lord is thy keeper. I'm glad He's the keeper, and I am a keeper in his sight. What a blessing to know that. Now, we use that term in many areas of life. I have some particular clothing that I've had for years and years, and my wife occasionally will tell me it's wore out. I'm not going to. I said, please, please, <laughs> wash it one more time. Why? Because that shirt is a keeper. It was just, it just fits so good and it wears so good. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Uh, we're out fishing. And as far as fishing is concerned, maybe I'm with some of supporters or maybe with my family and we catch a fish. It's too small, throw it back, catch another one. Small, throw it back, catch another one. And all of a sudden, Brother Munn catches a bigger one and we pull it up. 
And my friend, look at it. The size is just right. And we say, that's a keeper. I'm glad in God's eyes, that's what I am. He's a keeper. In our text, not only does he able, in verse 5, it speaks of an individual, the Lord is thy keeper. But in verse 4, it says, behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. What? Not only keep an, keep an individual, but also an entire nation with the nation of Israel. Take her all the way back to Genesis chapter 12. Abraham, then to Isaac and to Jacob and God. Uh, from uh, We think about uh, from these men, a nation put together. God gave them a king and said, hey, listen, I will be with you. I will, I will reign with you. I'll be your God. You'll be my people. Just obey me. Obey me. Obey me. Now, did the nation of Israel do that? No. Disobeyed God, so God took and scattered them out across the face of the earth for thousands of years. Even though this nation has been scattered, God has kept her. And at this present time, you know what? There is a nation of Israel. All the other nations in the past, we think about reading of history, no matter what nation you're talking about, is dead in the sands of time. But not Israel. Why? Because God is a keeper. God can keep a nation. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. But what about me and you? Now, that's what I'm interested in. What about me? There came a time that I came to know God through the person of his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. There was a time that I trusted the work of Christ, that death on the cross, the shed blood, and then proven he was the son of God by the resurrection of the dead. I believe, my friend, and that belief became personal with me. And you said, what did that do? Brought salvation to my heart. I'm glad. It was the grace of God that brought salvation to me. For you're saved by grace through faith. The grace of God saving. Now I'm his child. Now you know what? I found out that not, not only am I a child of God, but I am a kept child of God. How long will I be a child of God? All right. Concerning the Lord, it says, the Lord is thy keeper. So it is not only God that saved me, but God keeps me. Not only the grace of God saved me, but the grace of God keeps me. Uh, Tis grace that brought me safe thus far. And grace will lead me home. Concerning the matter of salvation, how are we kept saved? Now, I know there's much confusion there. And people, there are people that listen to me, Brother Mon. You said, I don't, I don't quite, quite agree. A lot of people believe you're saved by grace. And then you're kept saved by the way you live. My friend, if that's true, no one will enter heaven. Because just to be honest with you, one sin should separate us from God forever after salvation. But that's not true. All my sins are forgiven, both past, both present, and both future. Now, as far as a child of God is concerned, I was put into the family of God many, many years ago, way back in 1966, part of God's family. I can never cease to be part of God's family. You said, why? Because, listen to me, it says here in the text, the Lord is thy keeper. It is God that keeps me saved. Where do you find that in the Bible? Oh, First Peter chapter 1, oh, the old fisherman. I'm usually always trying to go to him. Please help me out with some doctrine. Simon Peter, come to my, uh, come to my help. First Peter chapter 1. 
It talks about, blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, all begotten us again into the lively hope of the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to inheritance, an inheritance undefiled. Huh? What about this inheritance? Reserved in heaven for me, and it says, who are kept by the power of God. What? The Lord is thy keeper, who are kept by the power of God. I'm glad that it doesn't depend upon my friend, the way I live. Now, the way I live is going to determine, my friend, my rewards and glory, and it's going to determine God's relationship to me right now, whether I want to live in God's grace or I want to live under God's punishing hand, you know. But it is God that has saved me. It is God that keeps me saved because, see, he's the keeper. I'm scared I'm going to fall, Brother Mon. Jude, verse 24, unto him that is able to keep you from falling. My friend, I can do nothing to save myself, nothing to keep myself. I am attached to one who is, yes, great and powerful and holy, but he's my keeper. Not only does he keep me saved, but he's basically the one that just keeps me alive physically, keeps me alive. Have you ever thought about that? It is God that keeps you alive in the book of Psalm, again, Psalm chapter 41 and verse 2, and it says, the Lord will preserve him and keep him alive. Are you listening? I drive thousands of miles every year. I sit in an airline <laughs> uh, seat, uh, literally th thousands of miles as far as a year is concerned. I asked my wife the other day, I said, I said, Lenora, do you think I'm a good driver? And she looked at me, and I said, you know, it's, we hadn't had any accidents and something for a long time. And she said, uh, it's not because you're a good driver. And I thought about I said, what are you talking about? It's because it's God, my friend, that keeps us alive. Have you ever thought about that? How it's God that actually keeps you alive. It's not my choice of airlines that I would choose the airline that has the best record as far as one that's not going to lose its passenger in the ocean or on the land, you know, as far as a crash is concerned, it's not my choice of airlines. As far as the food I eat, it's not my oatmeal that's keeping me alive as an old man. It is God. It says in verse 5, the Lord is thy keeper. Can you rejoice over that? Rejoice with me. God is my keeper. He keeps me saved. He keeps me alive, my friend. In Psalm chapter 19 and verse 13, it says, keep back thy servants also from presumptuous sins. It is God that keeps me clean. Are you listening? It's not the power of my flesh. The power of your flesh must be restrained by God. I think of Simon Peter again. And uh, Peter's there in the garden. Judas has betrayed our Lord. Simon Peter pulls out a sword and I'm going to kill everybody in sight. He would have died for our Lord there. The Lord told him to put it up. And you know, from there on out, if you follow Simon Peter there, and uh, you'll find him, follow him right on into uh, the time of the betrayal of our Lord. And uh, we think about him uh, before the wicked hands of men and uh, what they actually do to our Lord before crucifixion. You know, there's something about Simon Peter that he didn't know. He did not know his flesh. Simon did not know his flesh. Simon said, though all men forsake thee, you depend on me. And he meant that. But he did not know his flesh. Let me say this to you, sir, ma'am, 
whoever's listening to you, let me just say this rather dogmatic. You don't know your flesh, you know. You said, what keeps me clean? It's not your particular, uh, you know, the power of your flesh and, you know, how sanctified you really are and all your separatist tendencies, you know. That's not it. It is God. Keep back thy servants also from presumptuous sin. It is God that's my keeper. God keeps me saved. God keeps me alive. It is God that keeps me from those sins of the flesh. There in Galatians chapter 5, remember those? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, wrath, strife, envyings, murder, drunkenness, theft. I'll never do it. It is God, my friend, that helps you uh, with that. Now, I tell you, get out of God's will. Oh, you rebel against the things of God. God will let you mess your life up. And my friend, you wish that you could come back to this one that is in verse 5. The Lord is thy keeper. It not only takes and keeps me saved, and not only, my friend, keeps me from sin, not only keeps me, oh, he's actually the one that keeps me sane. What do you mean? Isaiah chapter 26, I wish you could get into this. That would keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. That would keep him in perfect peace. The pressures of life and hurt is abounding everywhere, and the mind is fragile, and there's a lot of people uh, just, just using a general statement. They're just some ways losing their mind. It is God that can keep you sound because He's the keeper. God hasn't given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. The Lord is thy keeper. Oh, he's able to keep my mouth, keep me out of trouble. There are so many areas, my friend, that God works personally with in my life. The Lord is thy keeper keeper. Oh, I'm redeemed and now I'm free. I'm his eternally. That's my song of victory. Oh, praise the Lord. Since his message I have heard, I have trusted in his word. He's the keeper of my soul. Praise the Lord. Now until next week, the same time, this is Fisherman saying goodbye.